Support for this episode has been provided by Ratio Keto-Friendly Dairy Snacks. If counting macros makes your head spin, count instead on a snack by Ratio. They've done the math for you, so you can spend less time studying the label and more time enjoying your day. Creamy and delicious, try strawberry and vanilla for two grams of carbs and a unique combination of sugar and protein. Interested? Ratio Keto-Friendly Dairy Snacks are now available in the yogurt aisle at Walmart. Always consult your physician before starting an eating plan that involves regular consumption of high-fat foods. Regina King for Cadillac Escalade. When people ask, Regina, do you like to compete? I say, bring it on. Those are the moments that drive you to achieve more. And when you win, you keep reaching higher. To me, that's what the Cadillac Escalade represents. It's always evolving in technology, in design, everything. Because success isn't the end. It's just the first step to what comes next. The 2021 Cadillac Escalade. Never stop arriving.
If you've ever wondered how we started our podcast and how we record our podcast, the answer is so, so simple. Anchor. It's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone, tablet, or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you, so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and wherever you listen to your podcasts. You can make money from your podcast no matter if you have one listener or a thousand listeners. Downloads, everything. I mean, it's so simple. If you're creating something, get paid for it. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started now. Hello. Hey, Brian. How we doing? What's up, man? Just waiting on Levi to jump in here and we're good to go. Cool, cool. Are we live right now or? Uh, no, it'll. I'll post it about 15 minutes after we're done. Okay, because I'm gonna take a little take a little dump if that's all right. Or yeah, go for it, man. <laughs> all right, cool. <laughs> all right, well, we're here now. We've made oh, it. We we find we finally made it to. Uh, made it. You know, normally I would say welcome to Hills and Quads podcast, but today I'm gonna say welcome to the Brian fucking Pillman show today. How about oh, that? Oh, it's the Brian Pillman show. Hello. <laughs> Man, we're glad we finally got to have you here, man. It's been, you know, a few weeks of us kind of back and forth having things going on. So it's oh yeah, glad to be a part of it. Yeah, yeah, we've been we've been looking forward to it forever now, or for since Tommy got in touch with you. So yeah, it's been about a month in the making. Something always seems to happen. We had a lot of problems with the app. They were going through an update. We always have problems, you know. And and of course, you know, Brian is a busy man now. So a little bit, a little bit. <laughs> I bet you have people coming at you left and right at this point. Left and right, middle and back and on top in every direction. Underneath, they come up from underneath me sometimes and grab on me. <laughs> at least they don't hit you with a bl- low blow. I mean, yeah, well, no, that actually happened last week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so usually we open up with softball questions. We usually... First question we usually ask a guest is how'd they get into wrestling? Obviously, we know how you got into wrestling. Everybody who has been watching wrestling or even has the slightest idea of wrestling probably knows who your father is. Oh, I was yeah. a I was a big fan of his growing up. I'm I'm 30 years old. I'll be 31 in a couple of months. But I was about five or six when your dad and Stone Cold Steve Austin, then stunning Steve Austin, started the Hollywood Blondes. So I was okay. a big fan of theirs growing up, pre, you know, Attitude Era, all that stuff when they were a team. Yeah, and so I was, I was, well, I think, I think I'm the same age as you, Brian. Are you 24? Yeah. Yeah, I'm 24. So I was, awesome. I, I mean, I guess our timeline's kind of the same. So I, you know, when I started watching wrestling, I was like four or whatever, and you know, I had just been like, holy, yeah, this Brian Pillman dude's awesome. And then, of course, tragedy struck. But I got nice and caught up on your father's legacy. And, man, that guy was just one of my top ten favorite wrestlers of all time. So, let's put it oh, that yeah. way. Oh, he's, yeah, he's awesome. I'll give you that. He's definitely in my top ten, too, I'd say. Yeah. <laughs> I would hope. <laughs> so, obviously, Brian, we I know you've been on a lot of podcasts. I know Levi knows that as well. Um you know, since you've made your debut and probably prior, actually. Um, So 
we don't like to ask the same questions as other podcasts because there's a slew of them, obviously. But you know, if you want to just kind of give like people like a like a, a, a little rundown, say, yeah, a rundown of how you know growing up. Can you hear? Can you hear me? I, I realize when I move my uh, head away from the screen, it turns into a uh, speakerphone. Yeah, you're good, man. We can hear you. Okay. Okay. Uh, yeah. So, so are we beginning our, our show now? Yeah, we're good. Yeah, we're good. Oh, we're good. We're golden. So, uh, what, what, what exactly is your? Be a little more specific with your question. Just you know, what, okay. So, like growing up, what what are your memories of your father? I don't have many. I will say uh, he passed away when I was four. So I think that's kind of when a when a child's memory starts to form and you start to remember things. I, I definitely remember his voice. Um, and, and, you know, he wasn't around a lot either. He's always always on the road. So the very few moments I did get to see him, you know, it's, they're few and far between. Uh, I, you know, I couldn't say that uh, couldn't say that I remember much about him personally. Uh, I do remember seeing him on the TV. Uh, me and my little sister, we would, you know, we would cry and freak out when he was wrestling in the dress and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> the, yeah. the gold dust storyline with Marlon. Yeah, yeah. So that, that kind of got us all got us all up in arms and that. But but yeah, you know, it, for the most part, it, it, you know, when he was removed from my life, I started to, uh, you know, my, my stepfather came into the picture, and for the most part, I kind of. I figured my stepfather was my dad, you know, for the most part, that's who I looked at as my father, unfortunately, because that, you know, that didn't end very well, but but yeah, it's kind of, it's kind of a shame that I I wasn't uh, brought up around the wrestling and and kind of in the business or at least taught, you know, kind of what, you know, what it's all about. I, I wish I was more connected to it as a youngster. You know, we had the memorial shows and that, but you know, I got to meet so many of the guys that would come out and do the, I mean, they put on great matches too, you know, Regal and Benoit and those guys, they would, they would come out, the Hardy boys. I remember I did the, uh, I did the entrance with the Hardy boys and Lita when I was like, you know, five or six. Oh, that's Damn. awesome. Yeah, that's sweet. <laughs> you know, we ran around the ring and stuff. So I, you know, when I met Matt in Pennsylvania, when he was doing the indie gigs, I, I kind of uh, thanked him for that moment and stuff. So, you know, I got some memories, but but for the most part, all of my uh, wrestling-related kind of uh, rediscovering my father and, and what he's done for the business has been within this past year or so. You know, I, I mean, it hasn't even been started training with Lance Storm in September 11th. It ha- you know it hasn't even been a year since since that. So it's just a lot of uh, information flooding in and and learning about this business. It's really really neat. And I mean, you had, like you said, you were talking about your stepfather. And like I said, I, you know, I did a lot of research on you um, before this. And actually, when we first started talking, I was already researching everything. Um, So, you know, you had a, you had a rough childhood from what, you know, you've told to other people. So if you want to touch on that, you know, just kind of let our listeners who might not have heard you on another podcast. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's something I, I try not to air my dirty laundry too much, but I just like for people to know my story and know that, you know, not everything's been handed to me. You know, I get I get a lot of get a lot of advantages having having this name with, with this mystique to it and this hype to it. But for the most part, I grew up um, in a very, very poor environment, very uh, 
you know, poverty style environment where my, my mother and stepfather would, would just kind of uh, squander my father's royalty money that, you know, that, and they would just kind of spend it on things for themselves. And our, our, our upbringing and our, our care was the lowest priority. I know at times grounded to my room for, you know, several days at a time and, and not really taken care of, uh, not really taught any discipline or anything. So just kind of, just kind of punished for no reason. You know, it's like, you know, they, they didn't teach me the, how to be a normal functioning human being growing up. So for the most part, my friends, family and stuff, they kind of saw that and they kind of took me under their wing. And I mean, shoot, by the age of 13, I had moved out and stuff, you know, just tired of being around the, uh, the drug infested environment and stuff like that. Yeah. And, and from what I'd heard and read, you moved in with a friend whose mom kind of took you in and your mom didn't even really realize you were gone. Oh yeah. I mean, it, it, that's just how uh, so far disconnected from society she was and just from everything in general, our lives as kids. And, and even to this day, I mean, this, you know, this woman who, who could have had such an impact on my life, who could have connected me with all those wrestlers, could have invested in my college fund and invested in my future. She, you know, so much she could have done. She didn't because she was basically asleep, you know, just completely knocked out on, uh, you know, on drugs and that. But, and that's just, that's just how my life was growing up. And, you know, even to this day, I don't really hear from her. Uh, unless she, you know, now she finds out I'm getting into wrestling and now she wants to call me and stuff. And I just, I'm like, Hey mom, you know, you weren't in my life for the first 20 years. So I don't think, uh, <laughs> I don't think now's the time to jump back into it. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. You think, do you think it's cause you're kind of getting some steam now? So that's. Do you yeah. Think but it? like, even then she's so far like, Oh, disconnected from it that she, you know, she, she thinks all oh, that's great. You know what I mean? She wants to, but like, you know, a day later, she might just be completely knocked out or, you know what I mean? Like, so it's like, yeah, there's almost no, it, there's no bonus. There's no plus to reconnecting with my, and a lot of people don't understand. They're like, Oh, it's your mother. How could you, you know, how could you just disrespect her like that? And I'm like, no, 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 you don't understand. She's not my mother. Right. Right. I a woman who came into, you know, came down to Northern Kentucky and bought me a home and gave me a place where I could go to high school and not worry about changing schools and actually give me some clothes and help me get equipment to play sports so I could hang out with kids that were disciplined, kids that did have families and stuff. So it wasn't, you know, after about, by the time I turned 15, I'd already started hanging out with the, with the better kids in school. I'd already started getting away from, from the gangsters and all the, you know, the hood rats and stuff. And I was hanging out with the classier kids and, and you could see my grades were going up and stuff. And that's all because, so I don't, I don't understand. I I understand people when they say, Oh, it's your mother, but it's like, to me, you know, that that don't don't cut it. You know, blood is only so thick. And even, you know, my aunt Linda is just as much blood to me as my mother is. So, yeah. uh, I'm really blessed to have her in my life and I, I don't feel any guilt at all for cutting off my mother out of my life. I actually just never, never had any positive relationship with her at all, you know? So it's a shame to say that, but I just kind of, for the most part, grew up abused until about 13 when I finally, you know, abused and neglected until 13. I just said, fuck it, moved out, moved in with oh, my, that's uh, kinda- 
that's kind of yeah. something you're gonna you know you're gonna kind of resent that your whole life i can i mean i get it i understand that because if i was if i grew up the same way you know i'd be should be the same way you are so i get it do you think that um, like ask for you know everybody to feel sorry for me i just as far as people wanting to know the story and what kind of what where i came from i want them to know that it wasn't always easy and it wasn't always just flying out to places and wrestling and you know being right. a you know, because most from, most people at first glance would think that oh yeah he's a, you know he's a second generation you know he's got all the boys in the back you know he, you know he's friends yeah. with rick flair and everybody and y'all you know triple h is just gonna bring him in for free it's like no that's not how it's gonna happen i'm gonna bust my ass on these indies i'm gonna pick up the pieces the shattered pieces of my father's legacy that were just willingly just neglected and you know broken into bits i'm gonna pick them up i'm gonna put them back together and make a career out of this because you know my father wouldn't have named me brian if he didn't want me to you know what i mean yeah so do you you know (laughs) so would you say that with your i know you have you know listening to interviews and stuff with you you know leading up to this uh you have like a hell of a drive to get things done you have a lot of goals would you say that with the way your childhood was do you think that kind of gives you a lot of drive and stuff to move on and be positive and all that I think I think people a lot of people are motivated for different things. I think some people are motivated for money. Some people are motivated by love and you know finding the right person and for me it's just it's this quest, right? You know, it's this quest to show that that even though you've, you know, even if you've been broken down, even if you've lost everything, there's still a chance and, and there's still there's still a breath of a breath of air that can give you that energy to to be more than just average. You know what I mean? Like I said, I succeeded all I ever wanted was to be average and less than, you know, better than like poverty and better than poor. And, and I succeeded at that. I went to college. I got a, I got a degree in about five years, you know, it was, it wasn't super easy. I had some, some troubles there, you know, but eventually I pulled through, got my degree. Um, what is your, what is your major? Making great money. Uh, database, databases and information systems. Nice. In business and you know business administration, so I, so I know how to start up a business online overnight. I know how to do these things, and all those things benefit me in the wrestling world. You know, so I'm yeah. not like, oh, no, I'm not using my degree. I used my degree. I had a, I had a job in a corporate environment for a year. Excelled at it. Was probably one of the top, probably the top performer in my hiring class. You know, they do little hiring classes and stuff. But I realized that sitting at the desk all day just wasn't for me. I realized that in my genes, there's there's no gene that says to sit down and be average. And, and you know, that's not a bash on people that do that for a living because I was very, you know, for the most part, that job was very fulfilling for me. Yeah. But uh, there was more. And I knew there was more out there. I knew I wanted to have a physical job where I'm utilizing my, my body and and the gifts I've been given, you know, these huge calves and this wide chest and <laughs> large shoulders. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus, pal. You know, <laughs> I want to pick somebody up and drop them on their neck and just try to pin them, you know. Like, I've always kind of been cut out for this. It's just been a long journey of, you know, finding myself and just trying to be, you know, trying to succeed at being normal first and then thinking, oh, wow, well, you know, if you if I can succeed at this, why not try to be, why not try to be great? Why not try to be somebody that travels the world and 
and, and makes a living at it. So it's, it's been pretty fun so far. I've, I've, you know, I've been on a plane a few times already. You know, they don't call me flying Brian Jr. for nothing. You know, if you want to book. <laughs> you kind of did the, you did the normal life thing. Now you're ready for the, yeah, for the, it, the wrestling it, life. I've always been a very social person. I've always been somebody that enjoys the uh, the limelight and stuff. You know, I, the camera loves me. You know what I'm saying? So it's just a matter of uh, surpassing those those trials and those tribulations. And and I think I passed a lot of tests in my life. And now it's time to show the world what I've got. Keep and the I, ball rolling, man. And I think growing up, you know, like like we were talking about in you know, in a in a bad home life environment, you know, you do you push yourself forward because I mean, you know, I grew up with a single mother and Levi did as well. So we know that, you know, our our single single parents, you know, struggled to get us to be, you know, maybe better than them. And you know, I mean, obviously, you know, you didn't have your father you didn't have really you didn't have your mother either you had your aunt so you had a single parent mm-hmm. so my aunt, her, her boyfriend who i just i call him my uncle you know what i mean he's not even blood at all but i just refer to him as my uncle because he's helped me out so much too so you know a lot of people gotta realize that family is what you make it you know it's not all blood you know you're not always you're, you're people that the people that conceived you aren't always going to be there and you've yeah. You've got to find mentors. You've got to find people to look up to and people to learn from because this you can't make it in life on your own. As, as much as people try to claim that they did it all on their own, I don't think there's one person out there who's done everything 100% on their own. You know what I mean? It's impossible yeah. to do everything in life by yourself. You always have to have some sort of su- support system. Or even yeah. just moral support from time to time. You know, something to keep you going, keep you driving. Yeah, oh, yeah. Um, so I was gonna, I was gonna ask. I know you've been, uh, you were trained by Lance Storm and Rip Rogers. You did some training with Rip Rogers, right? Yeah. So like, I kind of, I kind of just got in the ring and had to feel it out with Rip for a while before I went to Lance's. Uh, okay. It was a couple before I went to Lance's, and then my official training, you know, how to structure a match and how to do stuff, started with Lance. So you know, for the most part, I would say, uh, you know. Th- Rolling around with Rip was good, like, preparation before I went to Lance's because I already knew how to bump and stuff. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, put the match together, what, what the structure of it should be like started with Lance Storm. So. Would you say that – because, you know, DNA is a crazy thing how it works. Would you say that when you, when you got in ring and you kind of started training and now with wrestling and all that pretty much full-time, do, do you, does things come easy to you? kind of in the ring like feel naturally i should say yeah so, some, your... things are, some things are uh, more natural than others i know it's you know I, I i ran the ropes pretty much uh pretty much perfect the first time i did them i know uh there's some footwork stuff that that, that lance helped me with but you know the first the first drop kick i ever threw was 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 awesome you know so some things just came instant you know bang bang some other things yeah. you know i didn't I didn't grow up kickboxing or anything, you know, so my striking was pretty poor, but I'm working on that. You know, a lot of things did come natural, but a lot of things different. Also the landscape of wrestling has changed. You know, my father was a a, a professional athlete that played football. And when he got into wrestling, it was like, you know, they didn't have to, they didn't have to do all these flippity do's and all the stuff that they do today, you know? So it was more of a physical kind of a 
contest of, you know, different, different style back then, you know? So, so nowadays there, you know, there's a few things of his that, you know, like I said, cross body off the top. I, I do that pretty well. Things that my dad did. Um, you know, I do some springboard stuff here and there, but I try to keep it, I try to keep it for the most part pretty simple. Cause I'm, I'm just starting out and I don't think, uh, I don't think anybody's going to have a good match if they're just going out there worried about moves and all this stuff. I think people are going to have a good match when they tell a good story and really, really sell, sell everything they can properly and, and just really work on the little things. It's just in between, in between the moves is what matters the most. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, and like you said, you know, your dad was in a different time than it is, you know, than it is now. Um, but your dad was also a pioneer. He brought yeah. he brought a lot of that J- Japanese and Mexican style into, you know, whether it be when he started out in Stampede or even when he first started in WCW. And and throughout his career, he was constantly, you know, changing the landscape. And that's I think oh, yeah. that's a big part of what made him stand out to everybody, you know. And that's why we all look back and it was like. Wow, you look at some of the best wrestlers of the '90s. It's hard to be a pioneer like that in these days because people have seen it all. You know, everybody's seen it all. People have done it all. You know, you can't just you can't just go out there and try to be the next Ricochet. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, exactly. Well, and that's with everything, not just wrestling. I mean, look at music and movies and TV. I was gonna, I was about to use that exact it, reference. It's, <laughs> it's like it's everything's a rehash now or a remake. Yeah. You know what I mean? Everything that's been done is done. Like you're yeah. just yeah. constantly you're looking for that one thing that's going to set you apart from everybody else. Yeah. Yeah. So I think in today's world, it's the best way to stick out is you know to be very solid in all your fundamentals, be a good character and really connect emotionally uh, with the fans. And I think that's where I have it in is I have a very real story. I've got a very, uh, very emotional uh, presence in the ring. I think I connect with fans, whether I'm, you know, whether I'm selling and trying to come back from a match or whether I'm just kind of joking around and, you know, being myself before the match, I think I'm a very, uh, very likable, very personable person. I think that's going to take me far in this, in this independent scene. And I've, I've watched your matches that are on YouTube. I finally got to see your first match. Um, and when you come out, you know, you, like you said, you have this big, you know, you have a larger than life personality. You're over Thanks. the top. You come out, you're singing the song that you're coming out to. You know, you get up on the rope, you lean back, you're singing the song. I mean, it's, it, it's wrestling. It's a great stage presence. Yes. Very great stage presence. Is it, was it Jonathan Wolf was the first match? Yeah, and we just had our rematch uh, over the weekend for the WCWO title. And uh, which you know, all right? Yeah, I got my hands on my first title win. So congratulations! Uh, I've got a lot of synergy yeah. with Jonathan. I still to this day, I feel like you know my second match. There was a lot, a lot of issues with it, but uh, as far as I'm concerned, just that synergy with him makes it so much better than so many other matches I've had. And, Another match I really enjoyed was was with Joey Janela because he's kind of, you know, he's that veteran in the business now. He's 11 years in, and he loves bringing up, you know, he loves bringing up young guys, and he's just like, you know what, I'll take care of you out there. You know what I mean? So when you got guys like that that are just willing to go out there and have fun and just really take care of you, then you're just going to have good matches. And that's what I love about wrestling. I I, I don't like, you know, sometimes I meet somebody – and you know they're like, oh, you know, you can't, you can't counter that move. That move hasn't been countered in uh, three years. 
so you can't do that. And it's like you know, like they're just they're just above it all, you know. They think that close, very close minded. They think they're more important than everyone else in this business. And I'm like, dude, we're just a bunch of you know indie guys trying to make it, trying to put on a good match. Like nobody's keeping tabs on how many times your moves been kicked out of you. <laughs> <laughs> nobody, nobody cares, you know. They just want it. They want a good show. So, when people are trying to limit your offense or or limit what you're doing, and they don't want to tell a story, and they just want to get their shit in on you. It's just like, dude, you have no idea. Like the fans are here for a good time. They don't care about your fucking three week long feud with Johnny Bubani. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. <laughs> Joey Six Pack. Well, and now I think it's probably it's probably really cool in in your sense is like when your name is on a flyer or. It, you're going to be at a wrestling show, people, people go and they're like, yeah, dude, I get to see Brian Pillman Jr., man. Like, yeah, and, it's, and, definitely it's definitely a unique situation when you're as green as me, as new to the business as me, and you're already a draw just because of your name. Yeah. So it's, 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 it's definitely a unique situation when I'm kind of negotiating with promoters and such because, you know, they really want to book you and I really want to wrestle. So um, oftentimes we, we kind of come to a conclusion on, you know how you know how I should be paid in that, and it's usually it's usually not too bad, you know. So um, I just have to I just have to step up the quality of my matches. I have to step up the quality of my move set and stuff, and I think that'll come naturally with more experience, especially since I'm working veterans like like Matt Seidel. You know that was an amazing match for me. Yeah, dream, dream match through and through. You know, so I think these promoters understand that, and they're putting me against. Uh, better workers than me to kind of elevate me so i think that's the great thing about it you know i'm I'm obviously my first match was on december 18th so i am the furthest thing from a veteran um but i think i've had good training and i think i have a lot of potential to grow when you've got a good head on your shoulders too you you know that it's gonna come with time and with work you're gonna have to put and you already are you're putting the hard work in i've talked to you several times when I first started, I wasn't like that. I used to try to think I had to be good, like, right away, and I would always freak out and stress out, like, oh, this match has to be good or else people are going to hate me because I'm Brian Pillman. Like, they expect me to be really good. But people got to realize, like, my dad was in the NFL. Like, he was such a phenomenal athlete. From regular expenses to occasional splurges, there's a lot to buy. Why not get cash back every time you spend? With the PenFed Power Cash Rewards Card, you get cash back on every purchase. That's everywhere, every time you use it. You can even earn a $100 statement credit when you spend $1,500 in the first 90 days. Visit PenFed.org slash PowerCash to apply. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed, insured by NCUA. Support for this episode has been provided by Ratio Keto-Friendly Dairy Snacks. If counting macros makes your head spin, count instead on a snack by Ratio. They've done the math for you, so you can spend less time studying the label and more time enjoying your day. Creamy and delicious, try strawberry and vanilla for two grams of carbs and a unique combination of sugar and protein. Interested? Ratio Keto-Friendly Dairy Snacks are now available in the yogurt aisle at Walmart. Always consult your physician before starting an eating plan that involves regular consumption of high-fat foods. Athlete, you know, I, I've got a great look, and I think I can I can do a lot of things in the ring. But you know, I was never in the NFL. Like you know, I, mean, I can't run a four two forty. You know what I'm saying? So you just gotta you know, people got to take it back and realize that I'm gonna have a different style. 
I'm going to do a lot. I'm going to have a lot of the same kind of mannerisms and body language that he did because we're, you know, we have the same genes, but I think I'm going to have a different wrestling style. I'm going to have a, I, the, the, the biggest thing I hate is, are you going to be the loose cannon? And I'm like, no. <laughs> although, you, although you did bring the mullet back, which was awesome. Yeah. And the, the, honestly, the mullet was a functional choice. Lance Storm told me, he said, you know, it keeps the, uh, keeps the hair out of your face and you also keep the long hair in the back. So when you're, when you're selling and uh, performing, it kind of has that dramatic effect to it. But yeah, it's like, hold on a second while I flip this burger. Oh, you're fine, man. Um, you know, I'm just going to have it in a much different style. I'm not going to be the loose cannon. That was a, that was, that took 10 years for my father to finally develop. And he only really developed it out of necessity because he couldn't perform the way that he used to, you know what I mean? He used to be this high flyer. He used to do all this cool stuff. And then when he hurt his ankle and, you know, all his other injuries he sustained, he couldn't keep up the other flyers. So he was like, well, I got to get over some way. So he got over the character out of necessity. He adapted to the situation. So people- some people say that that, that moment uh, during the Attitude Era uh, where Stone Cold comes to his house and he pulls the gun out, some people call that the beginning of the Attitude Era. I mean, which there's plenty of places on a timeline where you could pinpoint that, but I mean, yeah, I mean that that moment shocker. right there with that was a big shocker, yeah. Yeah, I mean that's so. it's one of those moments that kind of shocked everybody. People people on watching it on TV, whether you're a so-called Mark or whether you're a worker, a lot of people didn't know if it was real or not. So I remember yeah. watching it with my mom because my mom was a big wrestling fan when I was you know a kid. She's not as big into it now, but you know, when I told her that I was going to talk to you, she was like, oh, do you remember when, you know, Stone Cold came into Brian's house? And I'm like, of course, mom. Of course, I remember that. <laughs> like, 90% of my time away, you know, is watching wrestling or, you know, re- reviewing wrestling or whatever. So, of course, I remember it. But and then you had an exchange with uh, Steve Austin on Twitter about your, your kiddie pool. Oh, yeah, that was hilarious. I didn't expect him to uh, reply to that. He just, <laughs> you know, I'll text him here and there, but, you know, I don't always hear back. But when I do, it always warms my heart because Steve Austin is one of those guys that, you know, he, he claims that he didn't have too many friends in the business, you know. So when he tells me that his dad, that my dad was one of his real true friends in the business, then, then that, uh, that really is awesome to me because it shows just how much, my father had an impression on people and on him. And I think, I think my father uh, elevated Steve Austin's career to an extent, you know, back when they were teaming tagging together, Steve mentioned on his podcast or something that, you know, his promo skills weren't as good as my dad. So he was like, Oh, I got to step up my pro. Yeah. I think, I think the loose cannon kind of, kind of helped shape the stone cold character. Yeah. Definitely. Because if you think yeah. about it, I mean, the loose cannon actually started in WCW. Yeah. Well, I'm just talking way back in like the Hollywood Blondes, where it's like my dad would be like the Mike guy, you know. Like when they would do uh, Flair for the Gold when when your dad and they yeah, would wear yeah, like, like the, the old man, you know, wigs and stuff. General, and then my dad would be like the guy on the mic that gets everybody going, and they were just they were gold everywhere they went. They were gold. And everybody remembers the camera roll and all that stuff. I still do it to this day. Yeah, it's classic (laughs) stuff. Yeah, and Steve claims that their matching outfits was my dad's idea, too. So, like, 
a lot of and just look at the people that my father's career was involved with. He was involved with the Hart Foundation, Bret Hart. He was he had so many matches with Ric Flair, you know. So it's like all these different uh, characters that were you know elevated or at least you know they elevated him to an extent. Yet you know, I guess I'm getting into a rant of why he should be in the Hall of Fame here. <laughs> <laughs> Go for it, because we agree, man. Yeah, he should absolutely be in it. Yeah, I was gonna. I was gonna ask if you do you have uh, do you have the WWE Network? I have it. Yeah. Do you ever watch? Look back and watch some of your father's matches and kind of pick things and try to do those in the ring yourself. Yeah. So I mean, in my first match, I did the Air Pillman. You know, a little throwback to him. Uh, I try not to do too much. I know my dad had some really vicious chops. So I like to throw chops just as much as everybody else does. <laughs> oh yeah, definitely. <laughs> That's got to be fun, man. I wish I, I wish I knew what that was like. The indie, I think the style of wrestling today is just so different. I could still use some of the things he did back then, but it, I, I'm enjoying the style of today, and I'm enjoying learning uh, new things of of just the wrestling of today. So I, I try not to be a copy of my father. Well, and like you said, you kind of exactly you want to be an you want to be original. You're not the loose cannon. You're not you know. I like to watch guys like Roger Strong, you know, guys like that. that you know, they're not too. You know, they're not doing. You know, four fifties and shit off the top, but they're 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 making stuff meaningful. You know what I mean? They're very physical. They've got really really good strikes. I think strikes are something very important in, in the wrestling world today. Um, you know, if, if you can throw a good a good strike, then you're going to separate yourself from a lot of the a lot of the guys out there that claim to be good workers. So, you know, I'm just out here trying to learn different things, and you know, I, I watch New Japan and. You know, I got some, I got some different tapes of, of some, some Mexican stuff I've been watching. So, uh, this weekend, are you still going to the UK? No, no, that got, that got nixed. Uh, oh, it got nixed. Okay. Cause I, I, I saw it a couple of weeks ago and I knew I wanted to ask you when you came on. Yeah. Uh, this weekend I'm, I'm wrestling in Indianapolis for, uh, or not Indianapolis, but Indiana for the wrestling theology fellowship. And then, uh, and then Saturday I'm going to, uh, let me just check real quick. Got to check that busy agenda. (laughs) Yeah, no, it's, it's honestly always updating and changing and things. So, so yeah. Uh, okay. So cool, cool story. Uh, Friday I'm wrestling in Indiana and then Saturday I'm wrestling in, uh, Circleville, Ohio, for Bobby Fulton, and my tag team partner is Kevin Sullivan. Oh, nice. Whoa, that's crazy. So every time I work with Bobby Fulton, I, I get to share a locker room with, with Bob Orton and a lot of veterans. So I, I learn a lot from them and and uh, how, to, how to truly, truly work. So it's really, really cool to experience that old school style, and it always, it always benefits me uh, in the long run. It just – with that foundation of where wrestling came from. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I was going to ask about your workout plan. Cause like we said, we're the same age and you're fucking jacked and I can barely put any muscle on. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so you, I, I hear in interviews that you're a, you're a big yoga guy. Are you still doing that? Yeah. I used to yoga was like my main hobby before I got into, uh, 
lifting weights and stuff. So I don't do yoga every, every flipping day like I used to, but, uh, but yeah, I'm really big into hot yoga, really opening up the muscles and just increasing that range of which you can do things. Like you notice, like I've got some impressive bridging, uh, in my matches and stuff that I, that I can do just because I'm very flexible. And I think, I think it also benefits wrestlers health in the long run, uh, being flexible. So that's one of the most important things, but that wasn't something I did for wrestling. I got into yoga purely out of interest. Like this is way before I even started lifting weights or even thinking about being a wrestler. I was, I was killing it with the hot yoga. Like I think one month I went like 30 days in a row. I tried to do like a 30 days of hot yoga um, but it's always been a hobby of mine. You know, the meditative aspects of it are beneficial for the mind as well. So just, the, you know, learning how to breathe properly, it all adds to, to uh, it all comes back to benefit wrestling too. So, but as far as, um, as far as fitness in, in the gym and working out, I think people overcomplicate it, right? Yeah, um, definitely. So like you literally just try to eat, eat more than you're burning, right? So just eat more food if you're trying to get jacked. Like if you're trying to gain weight, eat more food than you're burning. And the most simple workout plan in the world, it's push-pull legs, you know? Yeah. You do push-pull legs. On, your, on Monday, you do your chest and your tries. On Wednesday, you do your, le- you do your back and your buys. And on Friday, you do your legs. And That's- when you're working out five, when you're working out five or six days a week, you maybe do your shoulders on Sunday or Tuesday and you do, you pick a day like Thursday to do just buys and tries. So just total arms day. And then you you know, find a day to do some, do some CrossFit or something to increase your functional strength, you know, some kettlebell stuff, and, you know, fitness is not as hard unless you're getting into bodybuilding and then you got to worry about, you know, testosterone levels and insulin and all that. So yeah, that's, that's a whole nother ball game, but, I'm just talking about being a good-looking, in-shape man, you know, that, that can can be athletic at the same time. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, no, it's, it's, I've heard that much. I'm a bodybuilding competition, but I'm not. I'm a wrestler. Right. So I have a my, – my GM at my job, he's pretty he's pretty buff, and I'm always coming back to work, and I'll be like, man, I did this and that. is my workout this morning. And he, and he pretty much says the same thing you say. It's really like you don't have to overcomplicate it. You don't have to go to the gym for two hours and just kill it like people think you do. You just yeah. – like you say, you just, just lift a couple days a week, eat right, and you're good to go. Yeah, now, now there's something to uh, being able to like sustain. Like once you're in a good shape, then you just only have to do so much to sustain it. But I think when you're first get when you're first working out and first trying to build a lot of muscle, you really need to go, you know, as hard as you can. You really need to, to, to step it up and eat as many calories as you can. But once you've got a good foundation, it's pretty easy to maintain. All right. All right. Well, I'll keep that in mind because tomorrow's my tomorrow's my bench day. <laughs> yeah, I took what's that? I said you're not doing chest on Monday. No, I kind of, I kind of threw my schedule off. And I, last week I took off. I got lazy, and I was like, all right, I can't do this anymore. And then today I was like, yeah, I'm gonna do it when I wake up. And I was like, all right, Tuesday I'll go hard, and then I'll probably do Tuesday, thirty, th- Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday, and then go back to a Monday, Wednesday, Friday schedule. So. Okay, that's not too bad. Yeah, I try. I try to make it at least three times a week, but I, I, and I, 
I had a gym membership for a while and I canceled it because I really wasn't going there. And so I got a bench for home and I have a lot of weights here, but there's also this gym in town. It's called Ozark iron. And I wanted to go there cause it has, they have a lot of different stuff to do, but I really wanted to go cause I wanted to do the sled. I haven't done a sled in a while. So kind of pushing a sled. Yeah. yeah. That's good. Um, one thing I will say though, is I'm not a big fan of like home gyms. Yeah. Just because it's like, you know, I guess I'm, I don't know. I'm just, I'm not as disciplined as other people, but for me, it's like when you go to the gym, you know, there's other people working out. There's just that energy about it. When I'm at home, I'm not thinking about, you know what I mean? I don't want to work out when I'm at home. I want to sit down and relax and stuff or or do some laundry and that. Yeah. So for me, for me going to the gym, like, like when I have to do work on my laptop and deal with bookings and stuff, I'll go to Starbucks, you know, I'll separate myself from my home. I think your home is not, and some people would disagree. Some people are great at working at home, and, and that's just how it is. But if you are going to take fitness seriously, I think you should find a serious gym, you know? Right. Okay. Yeah, I got you. Yeah, I was – see, it was it was hard for me at first to get to get my lazy ass out of the house at 7 a.m. and go to the gym. So I was like, okay, I'll get stuff for home. And, you know, I stick to it because I – hardest part's getting out of the house. But, but Exactly. Me, once you get out of the house and get to the gym, then you're stuck there, you know? Yeah, well, the, hard, the hardest part for me is getting out of bed because <laughs> I get out of bed and I know it's time to get the kids up, get them ready for school, take them to school. Then it's like, okay, work on some, you know, podcast stuff, maybe lift some weights, uh, yeah. you know, eat a, eat a lot of, you know, eggs, a lot of protein. I don't uh, think I don't think working out and being in great shape is reserved only for pro wrestlers and athletes. I think every I think every breathing man should should strive to be in a, in a great physical shape, not only to improve your health um, and your sleep. It'll help you, you know. It'll help you with every aspect of your life, your sex life. You know, when the, women are the longevity of it too. You're more attracted to men that are in shape, and that's just you know that's just how it goes. Yeah, yeah. You know, I I used to live in North Central Arkansas, around where Tommy is, and I I, I mean Tommy, you probably say the same. That there's not a lot of fitness stuff going on there i mean you have your fitness people there but as soon as i moved over here to northwest arkansas it's like there's there's a trails that run all through town so everybody's always running there's gyms everywhere everybody's like fit and there's tons of fitness shops so i got here and i was like all right i gotta i gotta hop on the bandwagon because that you know back back there in north central i was kind of just i kind of just had like dumbbells and stuff for home so i would do what i could and i i got my initial biceps from that but you know, I didn't really yeah. grow, so. Yeah, you just you and, and and if you're in an area where where you're, where there's not a big fitness community, then that's all the more reason to do it and stick out and be you know be that guy that that kind of pioneers the uh, the healthier lifestyle. And then you know, if you're a part of a running community, that's cool. I hate running personally. Yeah. Rowing machine and the stairmaster at the gym because it's just better on my joints than running and all that, you know, jumping yeah. around. Well, there we go. I got a little fitness expertise from Brian Pillman Jr. So I'll use that to my advantage. Man. I appreciate that. <laughs> yeah, just, just eat a lot of protein and stuff. Like if it looks like shit, it probably is shit for you. Well, and I've been doing this. I've been doing really good about cutting fried food out of my diet because I know that was, it was one of my goals for 2018. One of my only ones really, other than me and Tommy kind of getting this podcast, keeping it rolling. But uh, I mean, fried food is because I'm a I'm a chef, and so I'm surrounded by it all the time. And it's like it's one of those easy things to eat. But lately, I've been really good about like 
just don't snack. And if you want something to eat, I'll make like a black bean burger and a, and a salad just to kind of. Yeah, one of the easiest diets to kind of just clean out your system is uh, a paleo diet where you don't eat bread or anything. Yeah. Because there's bread and fried foods because, you know, they use the breading. Yeah. There's bread here. So just cut out bread and dairy and just try to eat meat and vegetables and you'll, you'll notice you'll get a lot leaner real quick. Um, but you got to get your carbs at some point. So when you're bulking and trying to get big, it's best to eat a lot of rice and stuff. But once you're, once you're ready to like clean up and lean out, if you remove those grains and those, that, those dairies from your, from your diet, you'll slim down in like three weeks, like easy. All right. Well, it's just yeah. an easy you just don't eat those things. Like if it has any fucking bread in it or any Just grain, don't eat it. Terry, just don't eat it. Yeah. What's what's your take on the gluten-free stuff going on nowadays? Have you tried it? I don't, I don't care. I've never really cared about gluten-free. I think, you know, whatever. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's that's how I feel about it, especially because, you know, I'm, I'm a chef, so I get people come come out to eat, and they're like, hey, what's gluten-free on your menu? I'm like, well, look at the fucking menu and tell me, just look, eat a salad. How about that? Yeah. <laughs> gluten-free is just something I've never really done my research on. Right now, I'm 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 kind of just on a pretty flexible diet, I know, but uh, I'm trying to I'm trying to clean it back up again. You know, you go through phases in your life. Yeah, you're not always on top. You're not always going to be perfect with everything you do. Sometimes you got you know. Sometimes you go through a phase where you where you're not exactly eating as good as you should be, and then sometimes you get on a very motivational binge where you're just like, I'm not eating shit. You know, so you just gotta get your, get your bananas in and get your. Uh, get your veggies in and just take care of yourself. And that's the thing too. If you're working out a lot, it don't matter what you eat because your body's going to burn it up. Right. Right. Yeah. Tommy's right. Tommy's hopping on it hard, man. You're the, you're eating all kinds of protein and drinking your BCAAs and everything lately. Well, I mean, I just, I'm a firm believer in my, my wife is my biggest weakness because she loves, you know, hitting hitting arby's or hitting hardy's or you know something like that and i'm like babe i can't i don't want fries like I, yeah. even if i go to like mcdonald's or something i'd try to get like a, a grilled chicken i just won't eat the bread yeah but even yeah. then you know their their chicken's so pumped full of garbage that you're not even really eating that healthy you gotta know when to say no but there, there are some options at fast food that people don't realize that you know can be pretty healthy but yeah, you gotta you gotta know when to say no. Put your foot down. And Brian, I I, I know you got to get to the gym and all that good stuff today, so I, I don't want to keep you too much longer. But I did. Sorry, we went on the bench about fitness. So we were supposed to talk about pro wrestling. Hey, man, we, we got, <laughs> My we bad. Got the, we got the wrestling stuff, and it's fine. I just don't want to keep you any longer because I know you have you know more important shit to do no, than to no, talk no, to. Man, I'm, I'm talking to you guys, and nothing. Yeah. Nothing, nothing to worry about at all. But I I, I wanted to ask you it's. It's an odd question, but it's it's something that I just doing all the research I've been doing the last month. If if you could either, uh, obviously, I mean, you know, it's going to be about your dad, and and wrestling. It's not you know personal stuff. If you could be either one on one against your father in the ring or as a tag team, which would you prefer? Well, I definitely wouldn't want to wrestle him because he was a badass motherfucker. He beat my ass. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, he chopped like, the shit out of you. No, but I think I think there would be a place for both. I think it would be be cool to kind of have a mirror match, 
you know, kind of wrestle somebody that has a similar uh, body style and similar moveset. Um, but at the same time, I think, I think a lot of my dad's best moments and best matches were in tag teams and it'd be really cool to experience that. And, and, you know, it's a, it, it's a cool question too, because I have a lot of, I have a lot of questions for that man that, that I can't ask him because he's not here. And the more I wrestle, the more I want to know, you know? So every time I, you know, every time I have a question for him, I just kind of send it up there as a thought and hopefully maybe, you know, maybe it comes around uh, in some message or some form in my career that he can kind of help guide me, guide me to the place I need to be. Well, I'm glad I like to, I like to see on social media, man. It's, it's, I think it's gotta be really cool for you and it probably helps a lot. And you said it does, but um you're all you're surrounded by tons of people that knew him and tell stories and you know i seen a picture of you and jim ross and i was like that's awesome you know it's it's just cool for you to be surrounded by the people that loved and respected your dad i think that's really great and so you kind of get some love for it too oh yeah and at the end of the day if i never make it anywhere if i never get signed or anything at least i can say i i had a really fun run and got to got to kind of meet my father through wrestling and experience him through wrestling so well, yeah. and just what I've seen and, and being a wrestling fan for 20, you know, five plus years at this point, I mean, you, you've got it. Like, whether it be the genetics, the DNA, whatever, it's... Yeah, it's there, man. It's something. And, and I listened to Shane Douglas talk about you, and he said, you know, up close, I mean, he looks like his dad, but he doesn't look exactly like his dad. I personally tend to disagree with that statement. But he said, you know, you're, like you said, your mannerisms and your presence is your dad. Yeah. Well, and Tommy, that's, that's something you can't you can't train that. You can't learn that. Some people are just natural born stars, and and some people aren't. So a lot of that charisma, you can't you can't fake that, you know. So uh, I'm just out there doing my best, trying to improve my in ring work, trying to improve on the things that I can improve on, and hopefully my natural strengths will will help propel me uh for a while and help help keep me keep me going and keep me getting and stuff for now until i'm really truly a, a great in-ring performer well i know we'll continue to follow because you know we're obviously you know uber fans of you know your father and now you i mean watching even your you know mat, your most recent matches i mean you've made me a fan and talking to you and knowing that you know you're actually you're you're a really good person and you know, you might real humble about the business. I struggle with at my merchandise uh, desk is people come up to me and they say, "Oh, you know, I just want to say I was a huge fan of your father's." Da, 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 and I get that about you know nine times out of ten. You know, I'll have a line, I'll have a line of people to the door wanting to you know sign and take pictures, and they'll always say, "Oh, you know, I loved your dad so much." And I'm just waiting for that one day when people say, you know, I really loved your match. You know, I really loved your match and your career. And I really enjoy watching you wrestle. So that's just, just trying to get out of his shadow is, is one of those things I'm working on. Uh, but yeah, well, I that's what I told, I told Tommy. What's that? So one Sorry. day one Sorry. will come where people come up to my, you know, my merchandise desk and they say, Oh, you know, I really liked your match, you know, not so much your dad's, but. I think for now, in the beginning of my career, it's it's not it's not too bad to have. Um, well, I told I told Tommy too before we did the show. You know, he told me, "Hey, man, I got in touch with Brian Pillman Jr." I was like, "That's awesome." And I I said, "Man, I don't know. I don't really want to 
I don't want to be those guys again that just want to talk about your dad. You know, I want to talk about your wrestling career. And I will say, I, I all your matches I've watched, man, I liked them all. You know, so it's we're, we're here to talk about you. You know, and and I I hope your career takes off. And I think it's gonna. There's no doubt about it, Tommy. You can probably agree. It's just you have it, man. The Definitely skill and the the look, the you know. So I'm 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 glad to see you wrestling, man. I look forward to seeing a lot of it in the future. Yeah, absolutely. And on that note, if I think I'll be able to, to step out of the shadow, so you will. Man, it's just gonna take time for people to get used to you. I think it's that shock value right now. Everybody's like, "Oh, whoa!" Like Brian yeah. Pillman's son is wrestling. Got the same name, and you know, it just is what it is. Yeah. Hey, we owe you a T-shirt, man. We're gonna send you a heels and quads T-shirt, by the way. You? Yeah. No, I'm just kidding. What was that? You want? I'll, I'll text you my address or something, and you can uh, send that on over. All right. Yeah, man, cool, man. It. And uh, appreciate and you were you were looking at putting out some t-shirts to that picture of you, your dad, and Owen. And I messaged you and said, "Hey, man, as soon as that's out, I'm buying it because I'm, yeah, I'll totally <laughs> rock that." Yeah, totally. I, I can't see. I don't know anybody in this business that won't buy that shirt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, everybody, whether it be fans, other wrestlers you know podcasters yeah. whoever if you're if you have anything to do or love wrestling that shirt is like the best oh, yeah. it's it i mean it doesn't get much better than your dad knowing and now you so it's and I, I, there's a uh just a little kayfabe on this one there's a secret photo i'm hoping i can find it my mother must have it in her house if she even has a house i don't even know where she lives um there's a photo of me and Eddie Guerrero as a child. Eddie, Eddie's got me. He's holding me in the air, and he's, like, flying me around like a spaceship. You know what I mean? So Awesome. I'd really love to find that picture of me and Eddie. That would be cool, too, for sure. All right, man. And there's another at the same shoot that's with Diamond Dallas Page. It was at the same show. Maybe, oh, that's, where, maybe that's where the yoga came in. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was the yoga uh, when I was a kid. <laughs> I want to let I want to let you go, man. I want you to go to the gym, get your workout in, go go train, all that good stuff. But I want to let let you get take this time to plug all your social media, your shows upcoming. I know you said this weekend you're in Indiana and Ohio. Um, yeah, wrestling theology fellowship, and then uh, world classic professional big time wrestling in uh, Circleville, Ohio. All right, and then social media, Twitter, you're Flying Brian Junior. and. Got it. Instagram, uh, Flying Brian Forty One, correct? Yeah, baby. That's what I'm here for. That's what, dude. I, I just want to say it was it was an honor, man, to sit here and chat with you. And I look forward to the future, just continuing to follow your career and watch your matches. And I guess me oh, and you will be pleasure. kind of the same age. So, <laughs> thank you. Yeah, man. Second generation. I'm, hopefully, there'll be. We'll, we'll see a third uh, later on down, way years down the line. We'll see Brian Pillman the third or something. That'd be oh, cool. Yeah. Very far down the line. <laughs> yeah, yeah, not anytime soon. <laughs> Focus on that career, man. <laughs> yeah, we'll be we'll be watching. So keep it real. All right, thanks, man. We appreciate it. Have a good one. You too, man. You too. All right, well, there you have it, man. We just chatted with Brian Pillman Jr. That was just a sick interview. I loved it, man. I loved every bit of it chatting with, with Brian. Hey, Pillman Jr. And I was just on the back burner, man. Levi fucking killed that. I might be the booker, but Levi no, as I didn't the interviewer was, 
he was the tits. No, I wasn't. You're shit. always putting me over. I'm just trying to put you over. Of course, I did better than you. Okay, cool. That'll work. <laughs> I I did a big show turn on you. I, I there we turned go. Baby, and then I went heel. Turn heel, and the, you turn baby here in a second again when we do yeah, plugs. Right. But yeah, I mean, I just it was just really cool to talk to Brian Pillman, and like that's why I had to throw that out there towards the end was, you know, I, I know everybody wants to talk Brian Pillman, his father, and we all do. Yeah. But I did. I did. I wanted to highlight his career and talk about his career and just, you know, because it's about him, you know. <clears throat> Absolutely. And that's what I, w- I was trying to, you know, I was trying to do, like he said, you know, the mirror match. It's, and that's what that kind of tried to do was parallel his career with his father's. I wasn't just trying to talk about his dad. I didn't I didn't even actually just want him on the show because of who his dad was. No, man, I just I wanted just to talk to the guy. I, it's just a really, really, really good story. Yeah. From, you know, like, I mean, honestly, the first memory I remember of meeting Levi, even, we were talking about Brian Pillman. Yeah, yeah, totally. We were talking about the Loose Cannon movie. <laughs> the Loose Cannon. I got to watch that here soon, man. I got to I, wa- I watched it as soon as I first started talking to Brian. I was like, I have to watch it. And like I told you, Levi, and like I told Brian the first time I talked to him on the phone, I got emotional thinking about it. I mean, it had been a while since I'd watched that and really, like, you know, did a lot of research on Brian, obviously with the network and how much we watch the the older stuff. I mean, I've seen a lot of it and obviously glued to the TV when he was on. But I mean, I'm so looking forward to seeing Brian Jr., Brian 2, whatever, you know, you guys want to call him. I'm looking forward to seeing what he does with his career. I mean, I think, and like you said, man, and I, I agree with it 100%, he's got it. And he's, if somebody doesn't sign him or, notice him well and i'm sure he's already been noticed you know but i mean jesus that guy his in-ring work he already looks like he's been wrestling for years yeah he's like like six foot he's like yeah six six one he's 226 i mean he's a little flexibility can go a long way by refinancing your newer used auto loan with PenFed, you can lower your monthly payments for more flexibility in your budget. You can even schedule your first payment for up to 60 days from the date of your refinance. Calculate how much you could save at PenFed.org slash autorefi or call 1-800-247-5626 to apply. Membership is open to everyone. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed, insured by NCUA. Regina King for Cadillac Escalade. When people ask, Regina, do you like to compete? I say, bring it on. Those are the moments that drive you to achieve more. And when you win, you keep reaching higher. To me, that's what the Cadillac Escalade represents. It's always evolving in technology, in design, everything. Because success isn't the end. It's just the first step to what comes next. The 2021 Cadillac Escalade. Never stop arriving. And he's in great fucking shape. And that's why, I, that's why I said, you know, we're the same age, but, like, you wouldn't be able to tell. You would think he's, like, been bodybuilding for 10 years or something, you know? Or, I mean, I don't know, but he's got it, man. And I just, I, I'm, I got a lot of love for the guy, and I hope, I hope his career just takes off. So. And like you said, too, I, ho- I hope at some point the shock value does wear off. I know now it has for me after getting talked to him that long. It's, I don't yeah. see Brian Pillman's son. I see, you know... A completely, I see Brian. Different, a completely different human being. He, he's not his exactly. dad. He's not yep. his dad. But you know what? He's got those characteristics that's going to take yeah. him places. And that's, uh, it's just, it's really cool. It's awesome, man. Because, you know, I just, I feel like this is, this is the, because, you know, last year, his, I think when he kind of started 
getting out in media and stuff or when everybody kind of started talking to him. And, um, I think it's going to just keep growing from here, man. So, all right, let's hit him with the plugs and wrap this baby up. All right. Well, you can go to pro forward slash heels and quads. And we have four t-shirt designs available on there. You can get any of those from pro forward slash heels and quads. I did post a video on our Twitter earlier, so you should probably check that out. Cause I'm wearing the black and white vintage shirt. Thanks to Derek at curtain jerker designs. That's at curger designs on Twitter. So, yeah, and if you don't out. like any of those, which you can get t-shirt long sleeve tank tops and youth sizes. But if you don't yeah. like any of those, you can go to collarandelbowbrand.com. That's collarandelbowbrand.com. Al Snow started a company for wrestlers, by wrestlers, but it's everybody. Everybody's invested. So you yeah. have to go check it out, whether it's a shirt for the ni- a night out in the town, whether it's workout clothes, or just lounging after a workout. You t- get in the shower, hop out, put a collar and elbow shirt on. Softest t-shirts you'll ever have on your body. But if That's you right. use coupon code HEELS and QUADS in all caps, because we're professionals, <laughs> save 10%. That's right. CallerNobobrand.com. Coupon code HEELS and QUADS. And I believe, I believe you can actually use coupon code PILLMAN as well and save 10%. I believe that's a thing. It is. Yeah, it is, actually. I, I, he's actually on the front page yeah. of the website, so... so. So use his, use ours. Doesn't matter. Oh, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Yeah. Help him out. <laughs> or if you need somewhere, you need to. You can surf the web and go to collarandelbowbrand.com. You can go to mibsy.co forward slash zydax forward slash heels and quads. This is Zydax Computers. It's a new up and coming computer brand. They build computers for you. You can. I mean, you can build your own. They have them pre built. They have refurbished. They have all kinds of stuff, man. Laptops, desktops, anything you want. That's mbsy.co forward slash xidax forward slash heels and quads. You can actually finance computers on there as well because we all know computers can be a bit pricey for all your gaming computer needs. It is Zydax. But you can, you can surf the web too, but they're mostly gaming computers. Well, that can surf the web. Which, and I mean, <laughs> we know if you're a wrestling fan, chances are you probably own a game console. Definitely. Of some Definitely. kind. And maybe you're tired of Xbox One. Maybe you're tired of PS4. And yep. maybe you're even tired of Nintendo Switch. I don't know how, but if you are, go to mibsy.co forward slash Zydex forward slash Heels and Quads. Try out some PC gaming. There it is. All right. And make sure you keep an eye out for Brian when he comes to a town near you. Check him out. Make sure you go to the gimmick table. Make sure you buy something. Don't just come up to him and tell him, hey, you know, whatever. No. Hey, you're Brian Billman's son. Why, yes, I am. He knows. <laughs> yeah. Go buy a t-shirt. Go buy an 8x10. You know, yep. just, you know, if you want to see him succeed, we have to help. You know, that's what we're here for. We're here to help people move forward. Yeah, keep an eye out for him, man, because if he comes to wrestle in a town near you, you won't be disappointed with the match. If, he comes, that. if he comes within, like, a four-hour driving radius, I'm going. Oh, yeah, definitely. Definitely. Absolutely, absolutely. Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> I threw one in there. I didn't know if you noticed. No, oh, I know. I heard it. I threw one in there, too. <laughs> All right, man. So. Well, uh, tell your friends. Tell your enemies. Make sure you follow the podcast on Twitter at Heels and Quads. Facebook.com forward slash Heels and Quads. Instagram at Heels and Quads Wrestling Podcast. You can find us on iTunes. Well, if you're listening, you already know where to find us. But just in case, 
You can subscribe on iTunes. You can subscribe, subscribe on Google Play Music, Podbean, Castbox, Overcast. Uh, what am I forgetting? Oh. Stitcher, RSS. Our, our home, our home station, Anchor.fm forward slash Quads. Hey, we didn't have any problems today, and for that, tip of the cap. Finally, there we go. A flawless episode. Yeah, that was good. All right. Well, we'll talk to you guys later on. See ya. Bye.
Support for this episode has been provided by Ratio Keto-Friendly Dairy Snacks. If counting macros makes your head spin, count instead on a snack by Ratio. They've done the math for you, so you can spend less time studying the label and more time enjoying your day. Creamy and delicious, try strawberry and vanilla for two grams of carbs and a unique combination of sugar and protein. Interested? Ratio Keto-Friendly Dairy Snacks are now available in the yogurt aisle at Walmart. Always consult your physician before starting an eating plan that involves regular consumption of high-fat foods. Regina King for Cadillac Escalade. When people ask, Regina, do you like to compete? I say, bring it on. Those are the moments that drive you to achieve more. And when you win, you keep reaching higher. To me, that's what the Cadillac Escalade represents. It's always evolving in technology, in design, everything. Because success isn't the end. It's just the first step to what comes next. The 2021 Cadillac Escalade. Never stop arriving.